So open your Bibles, if you have them, to Psalm 27, verse number 4. Psalm 27, verse number 4. The word today is the root of joy. The root of joy. Hallelujah. You know what a root is. A root is uh, something that causes something to sprout. Something comes out of a root. A root secures something and and it gives a blossom to whatever it might be, a tree or flower or whatever. Everything has a root, right? You might see the outward, but underneath there's a root that's holding it and nourishing it and causing it to be, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the root of joy we want to look at today. And we want to look at King David. King David knew. He was a psalmist. He knew what it was to, to, what joy, true joy, real joy, was and is in his life. Psalm 27 verse 4 says this, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. King David, the Bible says, was a man after God's own heart, wasn't he? King David faced, a, he faced many trials. There was a lot of dirt shoveled on him, but he used it as a stepping stone to go onward and upward. You know the story of David. He had spears thrown at him. He had a hiding cage, run from every this and run from that. Wild beasts came at him, bears and lions and giants. But David used all that to, to keep on keeping on with, with God. And he knew something. One thing he says. One thing. You know, this world teaches us that one thing is not enough. That we need many things. We need all kinds of things. And the more, the better. But David said one thing. Out of all the things in life, one thing. The most important priority in David's life was this. He had a desire in his heart. Why did God say David was a man after my own heart? There was a deep burning desire in the heart of David. And David said this, one thing have I desired that and that will I seek after. I'm going to pursue it that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. God is a God who wants to be worshipped. There's no doubt about it. God is a God who wants to be worshipped. When before, uh, before everything came about, the Bible says that Satan was the worship leader, but he was booted out. And God is a God who, when you look at the book of Revelation, when you read the Bible, you see that all of heaven, they're continually praising and worshipping God. All the angels, everyone is worshipping God. There's no doubt that the Word teaches us that God's desire is to be worshipped. And you cannot worship something or someone you don't know about or cannot see. And so God is a God who wants to be seen. And He wants us to see Him. And as we see Him, we will be... a uh, uh, captivated by his beauty, by his wonder, by his love, by his kindness, by his goodness. And we will want to approach him. We will want 
to worship him. And God asked this question of, of each and every believer. Do you delight in me? Do you delight in me? Elsewhere, the word of God says, delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. There's keys. David knew, knew what spiritual keys in relationship with God were. And he knew the one key was that we need, as individuals, we need to delight ourselves in the Lord. And he will give us the desires of our heart. But one thing David knew, he said one of the desires of his heart was to be in the presence of God all the days of his life. And that was going to be his life's quest, his lifelong journey. We are on a lifelong journey to be in the presence of the Lord forever. How many of you know, when we leave this earth, when we leave these bodies, where are we going to be? We, as believers, we are going to be in the presence of God Almighty for eternity. What are we going to do there? We're not going to be watching TV, the big screen. We're going to be worshiping God, and we're going to be doing wonderful things that, that will just be glorious and wonderful. And so one thing, I want to give you some points here. One thing that David said, he had a deep burning desire to dwell with God in God's house. He wanted to be where God was. He wanted to be in the presence of God almighty, almighty. And so he had a desire for the day, for now, and that's what David says in example, is that we need to have a desire today, not tomorrow, today. And that desire needs to be in the presence or in the house of the Lord. And David says, I will, I will continue. He says, he says, I will, one thing do I desire, and that will I seek after. I'm going for it. I'm purposing in my heart to do it to be in the presence of the Lord. And he says, I shall continue to seek it. I will continue to pursue to be in the house of the Lord until I obtain it. And it says, you know, David wanted to be in the house of the Lord, in the, in the tabernacle, in the temple later on. But God always wanted to be in the midst of his people, and it's the people's choice to be in the presence of God. And the enemy... One of the enemy, the enemy will try everything in his power to keep you away from the house of the Lord or the presence of the Lord. Amen. Is that a fact? That's true. We don't have to we don't have to question it. Is it real? Is, yes, it is real. God wants us in his presence. David desired to be in his presence. But the enemy worked even against David to try to keep David out of the house of the Lord. But David said, I'll have none of that devil. He said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get into the house of the Lord and worship my God. Number two was because David wanted to be there because he loved to be in the presence of the Lord. In Psalm 26, verse 8, David said, Lord, I have loved, I love the habitation of thy house and the place where your honor dwelleth. You see, David worshiped God when he was with the sheep, when, when, when he, when he was out in the fields by himself, 
Did David not worship God? Of course he did. He was able to worship God wherever he was. And some people say, oh, you know, I can worship God. I don't need to go to church. I can worship God wherever. That's not the word of God. That's not the heart of God. That's not the heart of David. David, when he was out in the fields with, with just him and the sheep, he was singing psalms and praises to God, and he was worshiping God. He knew he could worship God anywhere he was. We can worship God anywhere we are, whether we're in our car, in a parking lot, in our home alone. We can worship God. But David knew there was more to worshiping God than worshiping God alone, quietly, by ourselves, or whatever. David was longing to be in the house of the Lord with other believers that we can corporately worship God. And because David knew God desired, God built a house for himself so that we can come in as believers to worship God corporately. And that is why God established the church. That's why God made the tabernacle of Moses, so that I may dwell in the midst of my people. So David loved to be there. He confessed it in Psalm 26. Do we love to be in the house of the Lord? Do we love to come to church on Sunday? Do we love to come to, to church on Wednesday night? If so, then we have a heart like David. We have a heart that God is, it, 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 it just pleases God when you love to be in the house of the Lord. David never says, well, it's my duty. I've got to go. It's my duty to be there. David never called it his duty. He called it his love, his desire to be in the house of the Lord. I rejoiced when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That doesn't sound like going in the, as a matter of duty. It sounds like going because you want to be there. There's joy. There's love there. And how does the devil fight against David? How does the devil fight against you and me? How does he fight against us to try to keep us out of the place where we should love to be? Well, the devil tries to let us look at faults and complaints and and the enemy will try to make you see what's wrong here, what's wrong there, what's not right here, what's not right there, and why are you going there, why are you going here? And, and the enemy will try to rob you of your love of being in the presence of God. And the enemy will try to dishonor God's house. How does he do that? By people coming in with irreverent attitudes, as just like a clubhouse. David says, one thing I've desired to be in the house of the Lord, to honor him and worship him and praise his wonderful name. And that's why we come. We come to the house of the Lord to sing psalms and hymns and, and to worship his name and to bless his name and to speak of the wonderful way God is working in our lives to give thanksgiving unto God. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it good to come to the house of the Lord because you love to be there? Isn't it good to come to say, I need to give thanks to God today for something he's done in my life, for what he's doing in my life. You see, David had a holy desire burning within him. But David didn't just have a desire. He had the action, the purpose. You know, the Bible says, like with Daniel, Daniel purposed in his heart not to be defiled of the king's food. And he didn't eat the king's food, did he? Daniel purposed in his heart and he acted upon that. David said, I desire to be in the house of the Lord. And that led to a resolute action by David. David said, I am not going to rest until I am able 
to be in the house of the Lord. Let me read this to you. There's an old proverb that says this. Wishers and wooders are never good housekeepers, and wishing never fills a sack. Desires are seeds which must be sown in the good soil of activity, for they will yield, otherwise they will yield no harvest. We shall find our desires to be like clouds without rain unless followed up by practical doing or endeavors. You see, David just didn't say, I have a desire in my heart. He said, one thing I desire, to be in the house of the Lord. And then David says, listen to me, that is what I will seek after. So David said, I'm putting into action what I just confessed. And what is faith? Faith is confessing something and stepping out and doing it and taking hold of it. And so David said, I'm desiring to be in the house of the Lord and I'm going to be there. I purpose in my heart to do it and to be there. And so he did. And David said this. He said it was a, it, in Psalm 27, verse 13, David says, uh, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David knew that every day that he lived, every day he was facing things that would cause him to faint, to fear, to be overcome, unless he had believed that he would see the goodness of the God of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you believe, like David, do you believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord upon you while you live? David said, I would have fainted unless I believed. Faith is a key. David said, faith is a key. I, any of us in this church today, if we have not faith, if we don't believe, we can easily faint and be overcome by the stresses and the distraughtness and the things that we see in this world, the things that come again. But David said, unless I believed, I would have fainted. But I didn't faint because I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And why did David want to be in the house of God? So that he can give thanks to God, that he could be a testimony that God has been good to him, is good to him in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just came off of Thanksgiving. We need to give thanks to God for all that he has provided for us and given to us. In Psalm 27, 4, David says this. He says, where we just read, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, not just on Sunday or Wednesday or not just this month, not just during the holidays. There's some people that go, wait just till the holidays and go to church and say, I fulfilled my duty. Well, our relationship with God is not a duty. It's a love relationship, a desire, a longing to be in the house of the Lord. And David said, I would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David knew as long as he lived on this earth in the land of the living, he would see the goodness of God upon him. And he desired to be in the house of God where he can give God the glory and worship before him. God's house is a place of worship where we come and bow down and worship before him and give him praise and give him thanks and give him glory for all things. Hallelujah. That's why he goes on to say in that same 
uh, psalm later on, he says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait on the Lord, I say, wait on the Lord. David knew it was a journey, a lifelong journey, day by day, week by week, month by month. Have a desire to be in the presence of God. Believe you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living and wait on the Lord. Be patient. Come before his presence with thanksgiving. Enter his court with praise and wait on the Lord and he will bless you and provide for you and do good. David didn't see serving God as a burden. He saw it as a joy. Hallelujah. So David purposed and committed that desire that I will seek after. He had one thought. He had one thought. One thought. Above all things, I need to be in the house of the Lord in the presence of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says a double-minded mind, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We can't think that a, a well, maybe I'll go here instead of being in the house of the Lord. Or we, I'll go do this instead of being in the house of the Lord. David would have never pondered that. That would, that would have never been a thought. Or, I mean, the devil tries to plant that in all of our minds. But David, David would have been nowhere else on the day when, when he should have been in the house of the Lord. And so David also knew this. David also knew that one day he would be king over Israel. It was anointed. He was prophesied over him, anointed over him. And David knew that whatever it was, he needed to be in the presence of God so that he can seek the face of God and be prepared and nourished by God, built up and enriched by God in all his days so that all his ways will be prepared by God. And Isaiah 26, 3 says this, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. David's mind was always on the Lord. His mind was stayed on the Lord, and that is why God gives us peace, perfect peace that passes all understanding if our mind is, is putting God as a priority in our life. I need to be in the house of the Lord. So David had a singleness of purpose to worship God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And David wanted this. He says, I want to be in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He said what he wanted to do and where he wanted to be. And then David gives two reasons. He gives reasons why he wanted to be there. It's, it's good. It's one thing to want to be somewhere. But once you're there, then what? David just didn't go and say, I want to be in the house of the Lord and I'll take it from there. David said, I want to be in the house of the Lord. Why, David? Why do you want to be in the house of the Lord? Why do you want to be in the house of the Lord, James? Why do you want to be in the house of the Lord, Michael? Why do you want to be in the house of the Lord, my honey? Why do you want to be in the house of the Lord? And David says, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Hallelujah. To behold the beauty of the Lord. Hallelujah. He wasn't talking about the outward beauty of the sanctuary of, of the, of the tabernacle or the temple or whatever. We're not talking about the outward beauty of the building of the church. We're talking about 
beholding the beauty of the Lord in the house of the Lord. David said, I want to behold. What does that mean? I want to see. Spiritually, I want to see the beauty of God in his house and in his midst. Well, what does the scripture tell us about seeing God? God wanting, God wants to be seen. How many of you know God wants to be seen? From the beginning, from Genesis to Revelation, God is a God who does, who does not hide himself. He's a God who reveals himself. He's a God who wants to be seen, and he wants you, us, the world, to see the wonders of who he is, the beauty of God, his love, his mercy, and his goodness. How does he make that scene? Psalm 34, 8 says, Taste and see, taste and see, taste and see that the Lord is good. How do we taste? Right here. The Word of God. The Bible, when we eat the Word of God, when we read the Word of God, when we meditate on the Word of God, we're tasting and seeing because the Word of God has power to open your eyes, your spiritual eyes, so that you can see the wonders of who God is, the wonders of who Jesus is. And it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Bible isn't saying eat a hot dog and see how good the word, how good God is. Go have some pasta and see how good God is. It's not what God is saying. Taste what? Not food, not physical food. Taste, eat the word of, look to the word of God. Digest it, eat it, let it into your heart. Let it, let it, let it be settled in your heart. Take it inwardly, ingest the word of God into your heart and it will change your mind, it will change your heart and you will begin to see that the Lord is good. God will open your eyes. Elsewhere it says, you know, open my eyes, Lord, open my eyes that I might see. What about Adam and Eve in the garden? God manifested himself. He, he wanted them to see his presence. They wanted him to see his love, his goodness, his kindness, right? They never ran from God. They ran to God. They could not wait for the presence of God to show up until, until they allowed sin in their life. Even then, God showed up and was willing, would have willingly have cleansed them if they would have confessed and repented, right? But God, even to Adam and Eve, wanted to be seen. He didn't come in, he didn't come mysteriously and say, oh, you can't see me. But God wanted himself to be seen. I'll just take a few examples. There's many, but let me just take another one. Remember in Exodus, when Moses, right, out in the wilderness, God wanted to be seen, and how did he manifest himself to Moses? Well, one of the ways was that there was the burning bush. Remember, Moses was, was out there, and God had this bush just, just burning supernaturally. And it says, Moses went to see what it was. And the Bible says this in Exodus 3, 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see that God called his name, called out to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I, Lord. God is always trying to get our attention, always wants us to see him, to see he's a supernatural God and he loves us. He wants to come to us and talk to us and speak to us. 
That's why David wanted to always be in the house of the Lord. He knew he was a God who wanted to reveal himself so that we can behold his beauty and was always in the house of the Lord. Even here, at that time, he couldn't go to the house. He was in the wilderness, but God made a way for Moses to see the beauty of God. Hallelujah. Joshua, in Joshua chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. When, uh, when they were about to go by the Jordan to, to bring down the wall to Jericho, and it came to pass after three days that the officers of the Israelites, they went out through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests bearing it, lifting it up, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it, follow it. Why did God want the the Israelites, to put the, the ark on their shoulders and carry it because he wanted to be lifted up and seen. And not only seen, he wanted the people to follow him, to come to, to, come to where he was and to follow and to go where he was going, right? And so they commanded the people, when you see them, lift up God. When you see it, when you see it, then follow it, seek after it, go for it. David said, one thing I seek after, that I want to be in the house of the Lord to behold the beauty of the Lord. And Jesus, what does Jesus say? If I be lifted up, if I am resurrected, look unto me, see that I'm a living God. I'm raised from the tomb, is empty. I'm arise, he said, and, and I will draw all men unto myself. God wants to be seen that he came onto this earth. He wants to be seen that he went to the cross. How can you not look at the cross and not see God, not see the beauty of God, that God went to Calvary for you? How can we not see, behold, the beauty of God? But greater is that God rose again from the dead. He's, he's a risen Savior. Hebrews 2.9 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, but he was crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. The Bible says, but we see Jesus. We behold the wonders of our God. God does everything to be seen, not to be hidden. Hallelujah. Remember when Lazarus died and Jesus came and Martha was there? And Jesus says to Martha, this is just before he was raising Lazarus from the dead, just before he cried out, Lazarus, come forth. Jesus said to Martha, did I not say to you, Martha, that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Hallelujah. Faith opens our eyes to see the wonders of the majesty and the power of God. Jesus said, Martha, believe and you will see the glory of God. David said, unless I had believed, I would faint it. That I, if, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, I would have fainted. And so faith causes us to see the goodness of God. He told Martha, Martha, believe and you'll see the glory of God. How? In raising her brother to life. Hallelujah. That's why David wanted to be in the house of the Lord because he knew God was a God who reveals his beauty as power and as wonder as uh, in his presence. Hallelujah. God has the power to make himself seen. 
Psalm 62, 11 and 12 says, God has spoken once, and twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto the Lord. Hallelujah. God is almighty. He has the power to make his beauty seen. Power to make his goodness seen. Power to make his love seen. Power to make his, uh, his tender loving kindnesses, his mercy, his, to make all that he is seen so that we can worship him and believe on him, follow after him, commit our days and our times unto him. Hallelujah. And what does it say in Revelation? The last book of the Bible. What does it say in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7? Behold, we sang in days of Elijah. Behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen, come Lord Jesus. Bible says every eye will see him. But those are the ones who are not believing on him. But where does God want us to see him? God wants us to see him in his beauty, in his tabernacle, in his church, in the midst of his people. When we hear come, when we hear testimonies, we're beholding the beauty and the wonders of God. Hallelujah. And finally, I want to say this. David said, I want to behold the beauty of God. I want to see the power and the wonders of God at work in my life and in the work of my brothers and sisters. David had a desire to be there, to behold the beauty. Number one, it's all about God. It's all about beholding the beauty of who God is. That's why we come to the house of the Lord. We don't come to the house of the Lord to see what, who can I be? What can I get? What can I... God, as we seek God, God makes us who we are and who we are to become. But David said, secondly, is I'm there to inquire. I'm going there to inquire in his temple. Hallelujah. What does it mean? First, I want to see, behold the beauty. Secondly, I want to inquire of God. Oh, Lord, I want to. I just want to, I want my heart and my mind and my will. I want to seek you, Lord. I want to inquire about more who you are, the wonders of your word, the wonders of your will. What's your word and your will? What's your wisdom and your counsel for me in my life? What, what is it? Lord, I just want to know. I want to inquire about you and your kingdom. I want to inquire about being built up and growing and being nourished in my most holy faith. Hallelujah. It's a place to seek God. It's a place to come together and cry out to God and, and seek the face of God, to look to God for answers and, and things in our life. It's a place to inquire. It's, it, that's, David had a lot of times, he had to cry out to God, why and how come? But David knew, David knew. He cried out, but then he had the answer. Why? Because he was in the presence of God and God always gave him the thing. Fear not, David. Rise up and be strong. But what is inquire mean also? It's a place where we together, we can believe God in the unity of faith. And we can have a, a learn more about our heavenly home. Be assured more where we can be enriched and growing in our most holy faith. It's a place of all to learn and grow together in Christ. Hallelujah. David entered to inquire, to learn more about God. 
David never thought he knew enough about God where that was it. I'm on the road now. I got all I need to know about God. Now I'm going to go do my own thing and let God guide me and lead me. David said, no, I need to be in the house of the Lord to continually learn, to be inquired to, for your counsel and your wisdom, because it gave him also a sense of safety and fellowship. We need fellowship. David knew, oh Lord, in your house, I'm amidst other like believers. I'm amidst fellows where I feel safe. David never felt safe running and hiding in caves, but David felt safe when he was in the tabernacle of God, when he was in the temple of God. He knew that was a place of safety. Number one, because God's presence was there. And number two, there were others there of like faith. How many of you know when we're in church here, it should be a safe place, a place where we feel we have good fellowship, who will care about one another, pray for one another, enrich one another, build one another up. So David knew, I can inquire in God's house. It's a good place to be. And it gave him a sweet sense of rest. He wasn't on the run. He didn't have to hide. He didn't have to look who's behind him. He knew that when he was in the house of God, in the presence of God, it was in a sense a, a, a place of rest where you can feel the peace and the presence of God in his life and where he could sit at the feet of Jesus and learn and learn more of him. Hallelujah. The beauty of the Lord and inquire of the Lord. David knew, David knew, David knew. He said, one thing I have desired of the Lord and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Why, David? Because I want to behold the beauty of God and I want to inquire. I want to know more about who this great God is. My God. I want to know him more today. That's one been one of my prayers. Lord, I want to know you more today than I did yesterday. How many of you know you can grow in your most holy faith? How many of you know God can take you from here to here? Line upon line precept upon precept. And David said, Lord, I want to be in your presence, in your house. David knew the presence of God was with him in a cave. David knew the presence of God was with him when, when Saul was throwing spears and javelins at him. David knew that, but David knew there was a place that God had set aside for his glory and his presence, and that's where David really wanted to be. That's why God, Jesus, set apart the church. This is where we really need to be, to come, that we may behold together, that we may behold the beauty of God, and that together we may grow and learn and be nurtured. Why is Sunday school? Why is Wednesday night? Why is Sunday sermon? So that we can learn, we can inquire, we can grow together in our most holy faith. David said one thing. Everything else is necessary and needed, but one thing, the most important thing, David is saying, the most important thing is that I be in the house of the Lord, beholding his beauty, inquiring in his temple, and I'm going for it. I'm seeking after it, and I don't want anything. I will not allow anything to keep me from the house of the Lord, because the enemy will sure try to trip you up and make every diversion come along to keep you out. But David said, I have 
purposed in my heart, and that's what I'm going to seek after, to be in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Isn't it good to be in God's house, to behold His beauty and to grow and learn in, through His most holy word and through the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Hallelujah. Thank God. It's a day, it's a month of thanksgiving. Thank God we have a church. Thank God we have a place we can come to behold the beauty of God. Thank God we have a place where we can come and grow together and learn together. This is the wonders of having a church, of being a church, that we can have a place to come to that we call home, where we can come and feel safe, where we can come and have rest, where we can come and behold the goodness of God and behold and grow together in the things of the Lord. And David, God said, David, you're a man after my own heart. And God is saying to each one of us, you are, you are men and women of my own heart. Why? Because you're here. You desire to be in the house of God, in the presence of God, to behold his beauty and to inquire.